video with a new vantage point of the house explosion in San Francisco's Sunset District and details about the men that police now have in custody. A concert raises funds for local farm workers following the mass shooting that killed seven people in Half Moon Bay. And a citizenship ceremony in a unique location in San Francisco to welcome these new Americans. Good morning. It is Sunday, February 12th. I'm Devin Feely. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's start with a quick check of our weather with First Alert Meteorologist Darren Beck. Well, it's going to be a nice day. We're done with that chance of rain that was around here yesterday, and we're just calling it sunshine and temperatures in the mid to upper 60s. We're going to top out, in fact, near 70, if not hitting 70, for some of our warmer inland spots. It'll be mid-60s for much of the bay. But there's that 70 in Santa Rosa, thanks to some offshore winds. Kind of has that warm downslope wind coming off of the mountains in the North Bay. Everybody else will have to settle for low to mid 60s today. There's a small chance of rain and it's going to get cooler on Tuesday. We'll look at that in the complete first alert forecast coming up. We are learning new details about what led up to the deadly explosion at a house in San Francisco Sunset District. That includes video from a neighbor showing the moment of the blast Thursday morning and the chaos that came after. Now, a stretch of 22nd Avenue became a scene of destruction in the moments after that explosion. Dalin takes a closer look at the security camera video and a warning you may find some of these images disturbing. The explosion leveled this home right behind me here. You can see not a whole lot left. The two homes next door, they're red tacked. Other homes on this block also have damage. The explosion rocked the 1700 block of 22nd Avenue in the Sunset District. These two people were standing across the street when the house exploded. They appeared okay. The impact blew open the back passenger door of this parked white Prius. The driver later came out and appeared okay. Police say a disabled woman who lived in the home died. A caretaker for the woman suffered from serious burn injuries. Shortly after the Thursday morning home explosion, this man told firefighters he lived in the house and asked if his disabled wife made it out alive. He appeared in shock and was crying at one point. San Francisco police would not confirm if this is the suspect, but they say they arrested 53-year-old Darren Price for manslaughter and manufacturing drugs in the house. Police removed tanks and cylinders from what's left of the home. They also charged Price with two counts of child endangerment. Two kids who lived in the house were in school at the time. That the children were not in the house. The, we believe that the children were in danger due to the hazardous and dangerous environment that the illegal narcotics lab created. Police would only say the suspect lived in the house that blew up. They would not say how he's related to the woman who died or the two kids. Next door neighbor Karen Lai says it's a family of four, husband, wife, and two kids. They mostly kept to themselves. We follow the law and we don't want anybody to come to our neighborhood and bomb the neighborhood. Karen's house is red tacked. Every part of her home is damaged. Ceilings, walls, and fixtures. Sense of frustration? Yes, definitely, a lot. Because, you know, in a second, my life changed. And this is my home base for the past 30 years. I certainly don't want to be homeless. She's not alone. Other neighbors on the block are cleaning up and boarding up broken windows and doors. This is somewhere that you hear about on the news where there's a war, not in your neighborhood. 
No updates on the injured caretaker. Last we heard, she was recovering. Now, as for the suspect, Price, he was arrested either at or near the medical examiner's office on Friday. That is where the victim's body is being held. Supervisor Joel Ingardillo, who represents the area, says he's planning a town hall on Wednesday. Now, he wants to help connect people with resources from the city. I just want to bring people together, hear their concerns, offer information from the city if we can provide any resources. We'll have department heads from the city and SFPD, Department of Emergency Management, just have people on hand to uh, let folks know uh, what we can do as a city to help them get through this uh, tragedy. Well, one example is there's the possibility of property tax relief in the face of a tragedy. The town hall is scheduled for Wednesday at 5 o'clock. It's going to be somewhere on Noriega Street. Now, the supervisor is not named in an exact location, but says he will let people in that immediate area know once the plans are finalized. Oakland's chapter of the NAACP is renewing its call for police chief Leron Armstrong to get his job back. Now, the chief was suspended last month for allegedly mishandling how an officer was disciplined for some pretty serious offenses. Sergeant Michael Chung was accused of a hit and run crash at his apartment complex and for shooting his gun inside of an elevator at police headquarters. He could have been fired, but just ended up being suspended. Instead, now the chief signed off on that punishment and defended his decision this past week. Shocking that someone would do an investigation like this that, in my opinion, was so biased uh, and so focused on trying uh, to create a crisis. Uh, it really was surprising. The judge says he signed off on the punishment without reading the full internal affairs report. The NAACP is urging the mayor and city council to reinstate the chief and it again voiced support for him at its monthly meeting yesterday. It's important to hold the chief, hold anybody accountable for whatever they do. It is very important to do that. It's important to even hold me accountable. It's important to even hold you accountable. But when you have done nothing wrong, you shouldn't hold that, that person accountable. Chief Armstrong has formally asked the mayor to have himself reinstated. There is currently no timeline for the mayor to make a decision about the chief's job status. A San Mateo County judge has imposed a gag order in the Half Moon Bay mass shooting case. That means attorneys for both sides, along with the sheriff's office, are forbidden from talking to the media about the case. The judge also restricted access to court records. Now, this is video of the suspect Chung Lee Zhao during his most recent court appearance on Friday. He's accused of killing seven people at two farms in late January. A sold-out concert raised money last night to benefit farm workers still reeling from the violence in Half Moon Bay. KPIX5 reporter Betty Yu was there. On Saturday, the Half Moon Bay community relied on the power of music to help them heal from last month's mass shooting and support farm workers in the long term. Mark Castrava is an acoustic guitar player who lives in Montera. On Saturday, his performance at the Odd Fellows Hall before a sold out crowd took on extra meaning. Whew, yeah, a bit more emotional than the other ones, yeah. I mean, they're always emotional for me because I'm writing my own music and everything and they come from my own stories. But yeah, it, it yeah it ties in a little bit more and you're just very happy to see the support. Mark started the show Meeting of Acoustic Minds, which features other notable musicians. The concert series was planned for the spring, but he decided to move it up to raise funds for the farm worker community, still traumatized by the mass shooting in January. The tragedy raised serious concerns and exposed the community's poor living conditions. And you go, my God, you gotta be kidding me. San Mateo County, Half Moon Bay, 
one of the richest counties in the United States and people sleeping on floors uh, or worse. And you're just like, oh, come on, that's, that's absurd. We can do better than that. On this night, the community brought in nearly $6,000 through ticket sales. Proceeds will go to Coastside Hope or a loss. Both nonprofits support farm workers. It feels really good because we know that we are doing our work not by ourselves. Um, this has been a quiet job for several years, um, and this means that people really care that what are being involved. A lost board member, Enrique Bazan, said the group is still trying to find permanent housing for people affected. Currently, they're helping about 50 adults with temporary housing. Funding will also go toward mental health services and therapy for one survivor. Mark hopes the benefit concert raises awareness and the tragedy is a reminder to all to give appreciation for the hard work of farm workers. When you sit down for dinner, <laughs> think about where it came from. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know how much work goes in. Yeah especially in the, <laughs> the, the, the produce and everything that comes out, especially off the coast side, a lot of produce. So yeah, every time I sit, I eat, I sit down at a restaurant and have a salad or something, uh, you know, say a prayer and say thanks. Well, we have an update now on Oakland's Wood Street homeless encampment. A judge has once again blocked the city from completing its sweep of that encampment. That means the people living there can stay put at least for now, and that's likely to be the case until the city either builds more tiny homes nearby or opens up more shelter space. The United Nations proclaimed yesterday to be an international day of women and girls in science. And to mark that occasion, a swearing-in ceremony was held in San Francisco to welcome some of the nation's newest citizens. John Ramos has that story. For the citizenship ceremony, they wanted a place that would fully embrace American ideals, culture, and diversity, and they found a unique backdrop to put behind it. Thirty-six women from 17 countries, all working in the fields of science and technology, took their oaths of citizenship in the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art. Towering above them, the famous Pan-American Unity mural by artist Diego Rivera. Painted in 1940, the mural depicts the growth of the American experience through innovation and diversity, a message not lost on this group of immigrants. When you think about representation, knowing you're getting to International Women's Month, um, it just felt good to be a part of it and to look around the room and see other people that you can relate with. When I went for my interview, they gave me an option that I want to take the oath that day or today with the women in art and science. And I was like, hell yeah, for sure. Art and, you know, I want to be felicitated with the women in the space. So yeah, it's an honor to be here. Former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi delivered the keynote address, saying the nation has always gained strength and innovation by welcoming people of different nationalities and genders. And we believe patriotically in our country that when women succeed, America succeeds. So in many ways, our hopes are riding on you and the new, fresh, new citizens that you are. So please raise your right hand. Most of the women have been living and working in the U.S. for years, but the choice to step away from their homelands and become American citizens is not always easy. Then it comes time to make this decision. It took me a while, but... I mean, this is where I, I, I should be, and this is where I am. That's why I'm so happy today. So help me God. Thank you. You're now American citizens. Congratulations. 
These women were born into a modern world of amazing technology, and NASA aerospace engineer Anupa Bajwa encouraged them to guide the nation boldly into the future. Welcome, citizens. Go forth and build your trusted, diverse teams. Include everyone. The best is yet to come, and the sky is not the limit. For them, America is now officially home, sometimes a place of challenge and struggle, but always a land of opportunity.